This podcast is a part of the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. Good morning. Welcome to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you and on the Zoom call this morning. So very happy. He survived last week. David Rui is with us. He heads up public works for the city of Danville. And my timing being my timing, I had scheduled him for last Wednesday. We were going to have a chat all about how to get ready for storms and what do you do with storms. And we were just going to have so much fun. (laughs) And then it snowed. So (laughs) he was kind enough to reschedule and we have him this morning. Good morning. It's nice to see you up and awake and okay. Yes, it is. So how was it? Uh, it was a it was a long storm for sure. So uh, a little a little rough on the sleep, but we were I think for the most part we were able to keep up with it as it fell um, as it fell through the day. Wednesday we went to a we went to a twelve hour shift, so we had we were running two shifts. Uh, so I was running the night shift. So um, as I was sleeping Wednesday, I think we got the bulk of the snow. And as I woke up Wednesday morning, I was I was able to make it to work no problem. And they kept the roads open through the day and. We worked through the night trying to get caught back up. So, what kind of uh, preparations did you do, David? How do you go about that? Because I know you switched some trucks over and put plows on them. There are things that you go about when you know a big storm is coming in. Um, and then you plan out where you're going to go and the snow routes you're going to hit first. So, how, did all, how does all that work? So uh, the city over the years, I think, has developed a pretty good route system. Uh, this this current route system that we run um, was designed by a, a previous lead worker and uh, did a fantastic job. So what they do, what what they did was they we basically went towards the city went towards um, utilizing more one ton trucks because those are a little bit uh, more inexpensive to own. So they were able to get a few more one-ton trucks. And so he kind of revised the route system to where we can utilize more one-ton trucks in residential routes. It's a little bit easier for those trucks to maneuver um, cul-de-sacs and, uh, you know, side rows and stuff. And then uh, we keep our biggest trucks out on the main arterials uh, and the main roads. So, um, but basically we have a route book and uh, every year we do kind of a refresher course with all of our with all of our people here at Public Works and kind of teach them uh, how the routes work and all that, although they do get a little bit confusing and that's where uh, it falls on kind of the leadership side of things to help train people specifically as, a, as an event's approaching. Um, so we do that every year of just, and then we also train everybody how to operate the plows because the people that are operating plows are the same people that are picking up your garbage that are, yeah. Um, that are out, you know, sweeping streets, collect, you know, uh, doing all the sewer work and also pouring, you know, pouring uh, concrete and doing asphalt as well. So that helps. They have a familiarity that that enables them to know because it's a, it, if you really look at the uh, map, if you if you take the 10,000 foot look, it's a mess. I mean, you got because you do have all kinds of cul-de-sacs and little offshoot streets that don't go anywhere that you got to get a snow plow in to turn around and bring back out again. And mm-hmm. it's really not 
I mean, it sounds simple. So, so I live on Vermillion Street. It's north south. Pretty easy to you know to figure that out. But really, we're a mass of warrens and areas that make it a little bit more challenging. So the fact that these are the same guys that pick up garbage there, that sweep streets there, that know what those neighborhoods look like, that's got to help in making the process easier. Correct. Cor correct. Yeah. So uh, we have. A pretty good overlap. It's pretty nice, you know. If we get if if I see an area when I'm out checking roads, or or one of the other supervisors are out checking roads during a snow event, if we see an area, um, well, you know, every every guy or gal that's plowing is assigned to a certain route, and if it's within their route, we'll call them. For the most part, most of our people here, just due to the fact that they're out on the roads every day, um, they know most streets in town. So it's nice to be able to, you know, call them and, and give them an area and you can t tell them an address. And for the most part, they can get themselves there pretty quick. So um, so that works out pretty well and works out in our favor. Uh, they kind of know all those little back, back road, you know, nooks and crannies of town um, that, you know, the average person might not even know exists. So. Absolutely. So that does, that does help, yes. How do you make the decisions, David, for for when the trucks run and plow? I mean, when you when we you have a snowstorm, um, an event like we had last week, which was uh, raining snow, and then kind of a little snow, and then raining yeah. snow, and um, I would imagine that's a little challenging. So how do you make the decision on putting those plows out there in terms of their effectiveness with how the snow is yeah. coming down. Yeah, so that's what gets confusing. So every storm is different um, because just depending on, and I, I'll use this storm as an example. So the good thing about this storm is that we knew it was coming and we were forewarned that it was gonna be a big one. Um, so the day prior, we, the people that, you know, are are usually in garbage trucks and in street sweepers and stuff like that, that, that don't have, so I, we have a streets division of public works. They all kind of have a specific route and a specific truck that they usually take. So they know their areas like the back of their hand. Um, and then we kind of fill in with the, you know, the people, the garbage division, uh, the solid waste division uh, labors and the sewers labors. So they get filled into the uh, remaining routes. Those people don't get as much time in the truck. So they end up, we were able to kind of shut down and I assign, we assigned them all routes uh, ahead of time so that uh, we gave them time and they knew what truck they were going to be in and they were able to go out in that truck and practice operating the plow and, and ask any questions they had. And then they went out and they drove the routes um, Monday and uh, that way they could ask any questions about any of their routes or any of the, the back roads or, or anything like that. So we were able to prepare a lot better uh, as with our plow truck operators. Um, because of the storm coming in. However, as the storm came in, uh, when we went to the 12 hour shifts, we were here kind of waiting for it to start. It initially said uh, it was, you know, it rained the yeah. whole night. And that's, that's where it gets challenging is when it's raining, because in a big snow like this, the ideal thing to do is uh, to pre-treat the roads with salt. And we were uh, not able to do that with the rain because the minute you throw salt out and the rain washes it off the road, uh, sure. you pretty much wasted everything. So what we basically did is we kept an eye on the roads. And as soon as we saw that it was starting to get into that freezing rain mix and uh, shipped it away from uh, the rain, which was right around 3.30 in the morning, 
we were immediately ready, got the trucks out to throw salt. And um, the biggest reason we want to get salt on the road is to create a barrier between the road and the falling snow. And so the problem is, is it switched to snow within about an hour. So we only had about an hour to get as much salt out as we possibly could. Uh, so we put as many trucks out as we could. And uh, obviously we focused on the main arterial roads first, which is which is why uh, you see right now that our the main roads, Gilbert, Vermilion, Main Street, um, you know, Bowman, Griffin, all those roads are pretty well, um, you know, down to pavement and don't have much left on them. And that's mainly because we were able to pre-salt and then um, that helps us get the snow off the road. So then we have these side streets that were remain snow packed even right now. Um, and yesterday our, our drivers were going around and still trying to push the slush off as the snow melts because um, those roads were snow packed and, um, and plowed at one time. But as the snow starts to melt, it always fluffs up is what we call it. Uh, but it, it kind of fluffs up and, and kind of creates a difficult driving situation. And so we try to get that off the road as fast as we can. Uh, however, that's the issues that we ha- were having on our side roads between yesterday and today is that uh, those roads are starting to fluff up because they didn't have salt on them. Uh, there's not, there's, it's bonded to the pavement pretty well. So plows have a real difficult time trying to get that off the road. So yeah. had it not had it not rained uh, all night before this event, and we were able to get salt on every road type of thing, um, we would have had a much easier job in the aftermath clearing, uh, like Absolutely. we did on the arterials. Absolutely, you still didn't do too darn bad, but I tell you, y'all y'all did a lot of hard work. We appreciate it. We're going to come back and talk more with David in just a moment on Newsmakers fourteen ninety WDAN fourteen ninety WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you. And on the Zoom call, could not be happier. I finally have the head of Danville City Public Works, David Ruiz, with us. We wanted to have him last week. We had a little storm event. It kind of interfered. We've got him today. And so happy he just gave us a wonderful recap of how the city approached the streets last week in what was a really ugly storm. And uh, you guys just did a fabulous job. I've always said public works is as close to my heart as you can get. My six years on city council, I chaired public works. So got to know a lot about that department and what it does and how important it is to the city. So, David, um, let's talk for a minute. Let's set aside the storm. Hope that that was the only one we have. I'm good with that. I don't know. I'm sure you are, too. Um, But this actually, uh, most people don't realize, this actually is a busy time for you. There are a lot of projects that public work sets aside for the winter months that you just can't get to during uh, summer, spring and summer when you're so busy. So talk about what, besides snow, what you all are dealing with. Yeah, so uh, we have a few divisions in in public works. We have the solid waste division, which is typically always, you know, they're they're the ones responsible for picking up garbage. So their their uh, typical um, things that they're working on uh, stay the same through the year. Uh, then we have sewers, which for the most part stays the same. We don't let the weather affect us too much as far as 
uh, televising and investigating issues that pop up. Uh, during this time, with the freeze and thaw of the ground, we seem to have more uh, like sinkholes that pop up from right. broken sewer tiles and that type of thing. So those happen more often in the winter months and the spring months because of the ground freezing and thawing. Uh, and we we actually had a, a sinkhole pop up uh, just during the storm event, so we're investigating that today. <laughs> so, uh, but they go out with the TV truck and they investigate, and then we also work on mapping. So, uh, mapping the storm sewers and getting a better. Right now, the city is working through with our new city engineer, working through the storm sewer system, which really has never to this point been really, really worked through and mapped very well. Um, it's amazing how many changes happened over, you know, the last 100 or 200 years, you know, whatever, um, with the storm sewers that we just aren't, uh, we don't have good records of, and they, you know, didn't get keep, keep up with records. So we met, we're mapping through all of our storm sewers. Uh, and then, you know, they, the sewers department also is working on broken sewer repairs that pop up and um and catch basin repairs and that type of thing so they stay very very busy um and i was gonna system. say i would assume uh, uh, the, the the sewer thing is about as non-sexy as you can get yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's a good way to say that yeah. most people would just as soon not have a conversation about it and until they 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 reach for that handle and something doesn't work yeah. right um yeah. but in reality that really is a concern for not just Danville, but most cities of our age because of when that's, those pipes were installed, what they were made of, the cast iron, the, the, the failures that are starting to happen with the freezing and thawing. And really, we're talking about a lot of tax money here that people aren't aware of how, what a big deal this really is. Yeah, it, it, it really is. Uh... Sewers are, you know, one of the most important things we have in the city as far as um, taking away the things we don't want to be around, uh, for sure. So um, keeping those in good operating order is is a challenge at times with the age that we have of things. And, and you know, like I said, with freezing and thawing and, and, you know, ground saturation and all that, it's amazing how many issues can pop up in a town of our size. So yeah. every time I'm driving down the street and I... I see a truck and you guys standing around looking at each other and I'm like, Oh, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. Yeah. 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 Hey, um, I know you don't want to get into a long um, lengthy discussion about uh, toters, but we have had a little bit of a change in, in, uh, in our toter use. Can you kind of give us an idea so we know if anybody missed the headlines or didn't hear the story, didn't hear Steve's story, didn't don't know, uh, yeah. What's changed with toters? So, uh, really, as far as the changes with toters, nothing has changed as far as what we, you know, what what we're asking um, the city's kind of asking citizens to do. But what it does is going to help keep the city clean. So when it when people put their garbage out, it's basically uh, the city's already had in 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 the ordinances that they're to take their garbage cans back up to their house and that type of thing. Now, uh, it seems that. Uh, if, if you were, you know, if anyone listened to the city council meeting, it, it seemed that a lot of uh, areas were struggling to get people to take their cans back up to their houses uh, through the week as they're not on their garbage collection day. So um, basically the city council walked through a few different ideas and, and presented a few different, you know, there were a few different ideas presented, but ultimately 
um, they've they've en- enacted a um, a system that code enforcement handles. So I don't know a whole lot about you know the how the the fine system works and all that. But uh, but anyway, um, basically what's being asked is that you know citizens do a much better job or as, as best a job they can. The residents of just of when their trash gets picked up, take that trash can back up to the road or back up to their house. Um, off of the road and uh, just trying to prevent as much um, garbage collecting along the streets and the alleys as possible. Uh, that's another thing, actually, that our garbage department's been working on, uh, our solid waste department, I should say. Um, we've been working through all of our alleys. We have a lot of illegal dumping in our alleys. And yes. uh, we've been working through our alleys off of a rear loader. So a few of the people that street sweep, street sweep through the year, um, We've asked those people to start going through with a with a rear loader garbage truck and loading up, you know, these big illegal dumpings that people uh, kind of stash in alleys and hide in alleys and stuff. So we're trying to get you know alleyways cleaned up as best we can as well. So I got to tell you, in my six years on public works, other than burning leaves, which still gives me chills every time I say those words, uh, toters and garbage were solid waste were the uh, challenge of my entire career, it was a, it was always an interesting discussion. People are very passionate about their garbage, and, yeah. <laughs> and, and I still remember there were a lot of people that were convinced that that if we told folks they had to have toters, put toters out in front of their streets, that they they wouldn't do it. It it was just it was an interesting experience. I I learned a lot about human nature, uh, and I know you guys have taken that and and really and and seriously. Uh, it sounds like a minor thing, but quite frankly, it's not. You know, if you know that your garbage gets picked up on Monday and you're driving down your street in your neighborhood and 14 toters are still sitting there on Thursday, come on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, really the goal is is that, uh, you know, to just encourage people as, mu- as best we can to, to help you know, keep their, keep the community clean, keep their neighborhood clean and, and make, you know, make, make Danville a place that, that people want to be. Uh, Absolutely. So. Absolutely. All right. We're going to go to break. Be back in just a moment and talk more with David on Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. 1490 WDAN. Welcome back to Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. Linda Bolton with you. And on the Zoom call this morning, David Rui, who heads up public works for the city of Danville. We have uh, we have revisited the last week's storm. We have talked about ongoing projects with sewers and, and toters, et cetera. The other thing that happens, I know, this time of the year, David, is you start planning for what's going to happen in the spring and the summer, which is an awfully busy time for your department, yeah. especially with demolitions and, and uh, uh, other things, other projects that are, that are going on. So mm-hmm. what kinds of things are on the horizon for public works? Oh, yes, we have quite a bit. Um, so our street department, which is something that we actually, I didn't even talk about. Uh, yeah, we didn't. That was, that was an oversight. We kind of... <laughs> Sorry about that. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, no, <laughs> kind of important. <laughs> yeah. So through the through the winter time, you know that a lot of what they're doing is prepping for the upcoming season, but trying to keep up with uh, keeping roads patched through this freezing and thawing situation is when uh, all these potholes seem to rear their ugly heads, and, and uh, 
So we try to keep those filled as best we can. And I do encourage people to call in potholes as they come across them. We also have the reported app that's on the city website. That's a great way. We actually, when people call them in, we put them on the reported app. We work potholes, we fill them off of that app. So that's a great uh, app to use. And then um, we work on trees a lot. That, that's something that kind of gets neglected through the, the, um, the summer months just because we're working so hard on our projects. Um, so we take care of a lot of the trees that are in the right of way that are dead. We try to remove those and, and keep things safe around the neighborhoods. But, uh, the biggest thing that we do every single year that the streets department, uh, does is, or not department division, sorry, division of public works. Uh, but what we do is we're working on, um, all of our preparations for the seal coat program that happens later in the year and our streets department or division people, uh, they go around and we are adding asphalt to the edges of roads and trying to just get the road to where water flows correctly and those edges of the roads that have, um, you know, a lot of the, the garbage trucks running down um, the curb lines and things that can cause a lot of damage to the roads. So we're trying to repair those sections of road and really just trying to make the road as best we can, as far as giving it a good contour and everything. And then later in the year, um, with our seal coat program, the, those roads will get seal coated over and that's ran through our engineering, uh, division. So and it's important, um, David, for people to understand, I know everybody wants a brand new road. Everybody wants to go in there and dig it down to the dirt and build them a new road. Yeah. What's that yeah. costing now? Because it used to be it's like half a million dollars for or a million dollars for half a block. I mean, yeah, it's that's, insane that's, the cost. Yeah, that's about what it is. The the definitely the the cheapest and most uh, efficient way of trying to maintain as many roads as we can is doing the ongoing maintenance on them, such as seal reseal coating them, and that's where we'll, you know we we do um, the asphalt to kind of get the road shaped back, and then we seal coat it. And uh, that seals the road up and keeps the water out. The water is kind of the enemy when it comes to uh, sure. road maintenance, uh, just <laughs> due to the freezing and thawing. And as water freezes, it expands, it expands and, and pops, uh, pops pieces of pavement out. So that's kind of the, the main thing is trying to do ongoing preservations the best we can because you're exactly right. When we come uh, into a situation where we have to fully replace a road and we do have those roads on a list, and the reason they're on a list is because uh, they are very expensive to fund. So um, that takes a lot of preparation and planning to get the funding sources right to where uh, engineering is able to do a big project and go and rip out the curbs and the sidewalks and the roads and, and replace them all. And that is very costly. Well, and another thing that you do on a regular basis, and I think sometimes people think it's kind of silly, but honestly, it's not. We're, we're almost out of time. but. But um, the the street sweepers they're actually they're they're actually doing something. Yeah, they're off the streets and get stuff away from the sewers. It's yeah. kind of important what's going on there. So kind of cut them some slack, right? Right, right, right. Yes, they're uh, they're definitely keeping the roads from flooding because uh, the when storm sewers get full of debris, uh, that's when roads flood and uh, the pipes don't flow as well as they should. And uh, so the best preventative maintenance we can do there is to sweep the streets and, and keep it out of the sewers. So, Absolutely. Hey, David, I just so much enjoyed talking to you today. We will definitely have you back as we move into spring. It's not that far away. Really, it's not. Cross your fingers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. 
<laughs> Hopefully hope for, we hope for no more snows. <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to hope for no more snows, but we will talk to you again because I just enjoyed so much talking to you about what all the great folks at Public Works are doing. So thank you for being with us. We'll talk to you again soon. Thank Join you. me tomorrow. We'll be talking with Mayor Ricky Williams Jr. We're going to catch up with all that's going on in the city, and that's a whole bunch of stuff. So join us tomorrow for Newsmakers 1490 WDAN. I'm Linda Bolton. Danville's Talk Station, 1490 WDAN Danville, W284DD Danville, and online at vermilioncountyfirst.com. You've been listening to the Newhoff Media Podcast Network. For more, visit newhoffmedia.com.